Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is my very reliable co-host who never has a bad day ever, Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, I just got to say, man, today has just been one of those days. But like I was just telling you before we hit recorded, you know, it could be worse. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, some of the problems I had today, other people would say, you know what? <laughs> I'd love to have that kind of problem. But <laughs> like, oh, but today we are going to be reviewing... Um, NXT war games that just happened last night and yep. and which I literally finally finished watching about 15 minutes ago because <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it's been that kind of day normally I would try to watch it um well beforehand but because we found out that last night you could not rewind or anything it was just a straight stream from what yeah, I understand it was just a straight live stream yeah, yeah. peacock um like right right when I sent you that message, they had just released that on Twitter. I I never found out why, but yeah, you couldn't you couldn't restart like so say like say it froze and you tried to back out and go back in, you couldn't restart it and you couldn't fast forward or rewind during the live stream, which I think is really oh. weird. Um I wanted they the proper thing, yeah, there's some idiot in Ohio who's gonna try to live stream it and do a screen share. <laughs> <laughs> oh i did i i sent a message to conrad thompson and actually asked him you know if i had to like upgrade my account basically yeah and he was pretty much like yeah uh in order to live stream uh, or to not live stream but in order to screen share you have to have the upgraded account called the upgraded peacock account yeah oh uh, okay you know so now it's like all right decision time <laughs> so uh, yeah. do, I, do I want that just for the screen shares or, you know, we've I think other... the only advantage you get to the, the upgraded account is you get like, ad, I think it's ad free and then you can do, you know, I guess you can do the screen share with that, that one, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think for now, you know, we'll stick to the other, other, other ways of doing the, yeah doing the screen share. Because YouTube worked just fine before, and I think for our, I know one future screen share that we've talked about, which will probably be next month. Uh, we know it's on YouTube. Now, watch, I'll probably remove it like the you know the day before. We're going to oh, do yeah, it. yeah, because I, <laughs> yeah, those two idiots they think they're going to screenshot, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, but it, so how was your day? Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, been busy. I took the day off because. Uh, like I was telling you before, we Abby decided she wanted her own room. Before she would just sleep with one of us, and her toys were in our dining room. That was her play area. But uh, she decided she wanted her own room. So I was like, so Hope and I were like, okay. So Saturday we decide we're going to rearrange everything, put all her toys and her bed and everything in the what was my old office. So now that's her bedroom. All the office stuff came in our bedroom. So we had to rearrange the bedroom to fit all that in there, which it, it worked out. Our bedroom's big enough to be able to do all that and still have room. And then Hope got her dining room. But now the house is a mess because we were moving everything back and forth. So yeah, now we got to get all that stuff put away and get some stuff put outside in the shed and all that. Oh, well. Let me tell you about my day, and, and you'll laugh at some of it. 
you know, so last week I took Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off from work because I have a lot of leave hours that I'm trying to burn up before the end of the year so I don't lose them. And so I figured, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll get into work early this morning so I can catch up and, you know, get everything done. Because I also knew that I had some stuff to do in the afternoon, right. know, some, some meetings and stuff. Well, it's going fine. Uh, let's see, you know, first thing was I walked outside. Apparently, we had a storm last night because three of our trash cans were in our front yard. Well, I had to go get those, and thankfully they were empty, but I had to get those put them back. And so I got, you know, like trash can water all over my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But you know, I got to put back, you know, left and need to get gas stopped. And, and of course, as I'm pumping the gas, I noticed there's a little black widow spider on the gas pump. Okay. You know, he's kind of looking at me and he's kind of doing the little claw thing, like, yeah. or, or she, whatever, <laughs> you know, kind of like, yeah, go ahead. You know, if I put it up and, and I was like, no, I'm not giving you time of day. I'm not going to kill you, but yeah, you know, you just, you stay over there on your side and I'll stay over here. <laughs> and, and of course, I mean, and it is raining, you know, pretty hard as I'm heading up for my normal 45 minute drive to work. Right. As I'm getting onto the interstate, well, there was a car that I had to um, yield for because they were coming from another direction, but I had to yield. So got behind them. And they were going about 35 as they're about to get onto the interstate. Oh. And I'm like, it's an acceleration lane. Yeah. And yes, I do realize it's raining. So I'm not expecting you to go 80, but still go faster than 35. But, you know, eventually she sped up to like 40 or 45, but was kind of hesitant to get on there. And then, but then almost cut somebody off getting into the middle lane. Oh, Lord. And it proceeded to go 45. Because when I passed her, I mean, I was going like 50 as I was passing her, of course. I mean, I, and I was accelerating. And so she was going about 45. And my, I would need to tell people some rules that if you are not comfortable driving on the interstate, do not get on the interstate. Yeah, exactly. Don't, yeah. Don't get uh, on the interstate and then hold up traffic for miles because you're not comfortable driving on the interstate. Right. You know, so. Oh, there i got past her and then my wife thinks i'm crazy for this but i will put up the gps you know even for my drive to work even though i know obviously i've driven there you know a couple thousand times i know how to right. get there but the reason why is because the gps is now it'll let you know about wrecks and things like that right well came up and all of a sudden it said seven minute delay and then another five minute delay and i'm like uh something must be going on and then it said different route and it was trying to route me to a different road mm -hmm. and i'm thinking okay something must be going on so i normally listen to sirius xm on the uh when i'm in my car but i went ahead and switched to fm to one of the local stations and waiting for the traffic report and finally it came on and i said yeah there's a wreck on on 275 west at the interchange of i-71 well, guess where I was heading towards? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I head right past that. Um, normally, the exit I get off of, it's the way it's 71 has just come on from well, from I-71 to get on to 275. But it's one of the things, I mean, I got to switch real quick and they're trying to get over yeah. because that's when I get off on the road that I need to be on, which is Reed Hartman. 
but I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make it that far. And because the GPS is actually telling me to get off this other exit and the exit, it never tells me to get off because in order to get to work, I have to get past um, the high school that's close to my office. And so the traffic is already built up there because right. of, you know, the high school traffic. And, you know, so here I was my normal 45 minute drive to work. And I even left work home early so I could get some stuff done early. No, it took me an hour and a half to get to work. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so I get to go on and I was going to try to watch the pay-per-view while mm. I was working, but couldn't do that because we just had, you know, some of the first things I'm looking at were meetings that were scheduled. I'm like, all right, you know, it, it happens. I mean, work is work. I mean, I can't complain right. about that too much. So, um, but of course, you know, some of the, the meetings ran a little bit long, but it, but it was fine. But it's it's our end end of the month reporting, and mm-hmm. our stuff is due up here higher than us tomorrow, so I have to finish it today. Oh, and okay. and so there was, you know, kind of stuck at the office for a little longer than normal, and then I go get in my car, and right when I go stretch my leg, you know, to get in the car, I hear <laughs> split my pants. Oh. <laughs> i'm sorry (laughs) so and so my son is wanting me you know he's wanting to go eat at the mexican restaurant here in mount orb which it is the best restaurant in mount orb by far and it is one of the best mexican restaurants i've ever had period all dude if if you're able to come up here guess what we're going to go eat mexican restaurant (laughs) we we've been there so much that they as soon as like we sit down they've actually asked us do you need a menu (laughs) <laughs> uh just i mean great great food great service all the people there are very friendly i've actually got one of them he, he actually sent me a friend request on facebook like a year ago so he's on my facebook now so, <laughs> so if you're listening cesar what's up dude but uh but now i'm sitting there with split pants so i'm not gonna go eat, eat at any restaurant yeah no you know so get home and i'm finally sitting down watching the pay-per-view while uh, eating my my dinner you know my supper or whatever you prefer to call it and you know but i finally got through it you know so uh like i said i mean those are very much first war problems and you know i split my (laughs) pants like it's like and actually i have a feeling i also i i think i may have actually done it at work but just nobody said anything you know, and I was also had on a jacket because it started getting, that was actually something else this morning. Yeah, it was raining, but the temperature outside was like close to 60. Well, now it, let me see, because I saw it was supposed to get colder. It is now 32. It is, it is right at freezing right now here. Yeah, it's, it's the same here. It's 32 here. Well, actually take that back. It's, it just refreshed. It's 30 now. Oh, oh, lovely. Um, yeah, so we had a high today of 61, a low of 27. That's a nice little yeah. <laughs> gap. Yeah, yeah. We had a high of uh, 45, and it's supposed to get down to 27 tonight. Yeah, so that's what my day has been. But I was able to watch the pay-per-view, and it was a good pay-per-view. I mean, we'll say that. I'm not going to say it, it was absolutely perfect because it, I did have some issues with some of the things. I did uh, too, but it was – it was a much better show than I was expecting it to be. Yes. And I'm honestly expecting it to be a two match show. Why? Well, it was actually better than that. 
uh, the two War Games matches. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. And I also have to uh, talk about the NWF show that I watched Saturday. Wow, dude! I'll tell you what. I mean, that was a heck of a show. And I and I told uh, Big Mama. Mm-hmm. and i actually she has you know she every time she sees me you know like after the show she's like, oh you know how'd you like it you know and and i told her i said oh I, and i told her i thought she's and at the very end and i i told you about it and if anybody has not watched the busting loose i recommend you go watch it but big swerve which nobody saw coming even some of the other wrestlers apparently talking to them they didn't see it coming either uh dc turned heel and uh, you seen yeah. all the tags. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? See, I didn't. I didn't expect him to turn heel. I expected some kind of swerve, but that I didn't expect that. Oh, uh, it was it was pretty wild, and because you remember, we just had Kemba on. Yeah. And Kemba, you know, what was he saying the other day? Oh, DC is my boy. Yeah. And well, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. The way it happened, of course, DC was going against Adam Swayze, and I wish I'd have, I should have been recording this match. Like I saw some clips online, and from from just a little bit that I saw, it looked like a, a great match. Oh, dude! I mean, it was. You remember? Uh, well, you've heard the interview with Adam Swayze because I know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you couldn't be part of it, but you've listened to it and yeah. remember how they said, "Be like the Miz, don't be the Miz." Right. Right. Well, I could see the Miz. I, I could. I never thought about it before, but I could very easily see the Miz influence with some of the stuff he was doing, because Miz always fights like he's the underdog, like yeah. he's the smaller guy in the ring. Well, Adam Swayze normally is the smaller guy in the ring. Yeah. And against DC, well, pretty much everybody is the smaller guy in the ring. Right. You know, because DC is a big dude. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and you could see how he was. How Adam Swayze is so good as a heel because they go to lock up and he would just kind of slide out of the ring. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. not yet. <laughs> he did that three times. I mean, he had that crowd just booing him, booing him. And, and I'm looking at, at my son, he's in there with me. I'm like, man, I said, he, that's why he's such a, a good bad guy mm-hmm. because he's doing that. And finally, the third time he did it, what DC went after him. And of course, Adam Swayze went back in the ring. As soon as DC came in the ring, he's on him. You know, he bounces right. on him. And at one point, um, during the match, he actually hit uh, DC with with five straight frog splashes off the really? top. And I mean, he tried to pin him after the first one. He kicked out. Then he went up and hit him. Boom, 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 boom. Four mm-hmm. consecutive. And he still kicked out. And um, I actually got a picture of one of him, like right when he's coming. Fed, I'll send it to you. Um, okay. Right when he's coming off the the top rope. And Fed, I'll send you two pictures. I'll, I'll send you the two pictures that I actually sent to Adam Swayze. Uh, through Twitter, and because um, the first one, of the well, one of the pictures. All right, here we go. Uh, one of the pictures you'll see why. Because another reason you can tell Adam Swayze is such a good heel because he comes out wearing uh, Rex's shirt, like his t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so, uh, but man, good match. And then he finally, you know, of course got frustrated because he can't beat the big man so he goes i gets a chair and he starts whacking him with it and of course now the dq and he's hitting him well that's when rex who nobody even knew was in the building 
right comes running out from the back which means they did another good job of sneaking this dude who is huge he's six eight and close to 400 pounds they managed to sneak him in the building and nobody knew yeah but he comes running into the ring and and he saves dc and then he t- he's telling adam swayze he said dc's my friend he said you go get you a friend and we'll take on didn't matter who you go get anybody you want and in the meantime apparently dc i didn't even spot this but dc was looking at the the briefcase is laying in the corner mm-hmm. with all with all the, the money, the bounty money. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've seen this on the busting loose because Rex turns around and DC just spears him, just tackle yeah. bam. Yeah. And you know, to see DC spear anybody as big as what he is, but to see him spear somebody who's actually bigger than him by a little yeah. bit. It was impressive. Know, yeah. But uh, you know, then he just started whacking with a chair and then he uh, if you saw the spot on Bustin' Loose where he threw him into the chair that actually Adam Swayze had set up in the corner to get mm-hmm. DC with, I was actually sitting like right by that corner. Really? You know, yeah. So, I mean, I, I heard that impact that pop as soon as he hit the chair. <laughs> but, I mean, it capped off just a great night. Cause, I mean, that, and that was not the only good match. I mean, there were so many good ones. Um, Papano Joe and a guy named Jack Vaughn. And there's some stories to go with Jack Vaughn. Apparently, he had actually um, not wrestled for about a year. Oh, okay. You know, and and so this was kind of his return. Another great heel. And, and I talked to him for a little bit after. He's the one that um, he's he's like banned the super kick. Right. And he's very, very passionate about banning the super kick. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when I talked to him afterwards, I said, I, yeah, I almost yelled at you and said, do a super kick. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like to me and i was like but i decided not to he, he got you know then he starts chuckling he's like no nah. i was like i said yeah i said i know better and his wife was there his wife is also a wrestler and she was there too and she actually starts uh, kind of laughing a little bit and you know but he and but i told him i said yeah i said you kind of remind me of ron bass he's like okay i mean because he's got that kind of ron bass's look I mean, and he's got yeah. his, he's has his glorious mustache it, it, it's oh, like okay. one of the like the Fu Manchu mustaches mm. and it just like adds to it. But I mean, he's a big, you know, corn fed mule looking dude <laughs> and, and, and he can go and he's been wrestling for like something like 17 years. And mm. we, we got to get him on the podcast at some point. Absolutely. You know, so uh, speaking of which I've actually making, uh, making, I guess, pre-arrangements for people to come on. And we uh, looks like we have an interview scheduled for this Thursday. Um, Try to get another one scheduled for um, next Monday, maybe. But I'm trying to tell the person, you know, what? when I say we can be flexible, I'm seriously, I mean, we don't, it doesn't have to just be Monday and Thursday. I don't think right. that's the only day. I mean, and, and also next Thursday, and, and I wish I would have told you this before instead of telling on the recording, next Thursday, I'm actually not available. Okay. Um, because my daughter, uh, she got tickets for Spider-Man Homecoming. There you go. I do not blame you a bit. I wish I could get tickets for it. <laughs> no, so there you go. Uh, she stayed up and tried to get it when the, when the servers opened at midnight, and apparently they, they opened at midnight and crashed at 12.01. Mm-hmm. And the night they went on sale. So uh, but the next morning, she managed to get tickets uh, for the theater in Milford, Ohio. Okay. You know, so... Uh, nice theater it doesn't have like the um like 
the armchairs, you know, where you sit back and kick your feet mm-hmm. up and everything. But it does have the stadium seating. So, okay. So that's cool. And the last time we were there, they had a Georgia coffee slushy machine. And really? yeah. And I'm telling you what, Georgia coffee is one of the greatest things ever. And <laughs> uh, you might be able to look out and find it in an Asian food market because it's only uh, sold in two places, and that's Japan and Bahrain. Okay. Uh, and it's by the Japanese Coca-Cola subsidiary. Now, how about okay. rain fits in there? I have no idea, but I know it's sold in Bahrain. <laughs> um, you can find it on Amazon. Um, however, you'll be paying something like $150 for a case wow. of 30 cans. And yeah, ask anybody in the military who's been stationed in Japan, just say Georgia coffee and then make a, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So but they have a georgia coffee slushy machine at well, they did the last time we were there the last time when we watched um endgame adventures uh-huh. endgame so uh but we weren't able to get the slushy because the guy behind the counter was working extremely slow uh, and we're like dude really you do realize there's like a line of 20 people here and yeah we're all going to go watch endgame yeah and, and we're not trying to miss a second of that so yeah and, you know, my badge of honor, I was able to stay that entire showing because they already warned us like the, the movie was three and a half hours long, something like that. And I did yeah. not get up to pee one time. No, neither. I went to pee at the, <clears throat> excuse me, went to pee at the beginning, gave the families the instructions, do not talk to me until this movie is over. <laughs> I do not want to be distracted. I don't want to miss a single thing. Ask, save your questions for, for the end. Yeah, I got yelled at by my daughter because I, I had to ask her a couple of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just figured I'd throw that in there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but another thing about the NWF show, there was nine matches in two hours, nine quality matches in two hours. And there was one... If, I don't know if you want to call it a skit, mm-hmm. but it was maybe five minutes, right? You know, no more than ten minutes. And there was even some action in that because uh, Selena Dean had come out and she's talking about you now how she she came out with some scissors, right? And because she had cut some of Ella's hair, mm-hmm. well, then Ella comes running out and and somehow got the scissors and she almost cut Selena's hair right there, but uh, okay. but it wasn't that was the only segment that was not a match. Right. And, but it still actually meant yeah. something. And, you know, when I was, when I was telling you about WWE stuff uh, on SmackDown Friday night, because just from gathering, I guess you weren't watching it live when it was going on. No, I haven't watched a, a live episode of SmackDown in years. I just keep up with it on Twitter and YouTube. Well, when I was sitting there going through the matches, I'm sort of thinking, I had to have missed a match somewhere. There's no way they only had five matches. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And then when I saw somebody had posted a meme on Facebook and uh, let me see. Um, and I, I did a screenshot of it and it said SmackDown had a total of 16 minutes and 37 seconds of actual wrestling last night. Yeah. On a two-hour show, mm-hmm. 
and that that included a world title match. Yes, that included the world title match, which was 16 seconds. Yep. And I'm not going to call that that junk that Brock Lesnar did to Sami Zayn. I'm not going to call that a match. That was just no. no. It was just ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Los Loterios, Lotarios, sorry, Mr. Faulkner, he would probably smack me for that pronunciation. Yeah, he would. <laughs> uh, they defeated the Viking Raiders. And now, granted, that was with the distraction from Rick Boogs. Yeah, I did see that clip on YouTube, and it's like, can we please stop that? Yeah. Because after a while, it's just not even funny anymore. No. Um, but that match was a minute 36. Uh, Sasha defeated Shayna Baszler eight eight fifty six. That was actually a decent match, and that was actually a, a decent length of. At a least match. they gave him some time. I'm surprised. You know what? That one match was longer than the the Queen's Crown tournament, like all mm-hmm. of it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, let's see, King Xavier Woods beat Jey Uso by D- DQ at a little over two minutes. Sheamus defeated Cesaro. I hate seeing them wrestle each other. I want to see the yeah, bar come back. Like they're they're much better as a team than they are opponents. Yeah. And you know, of course, then they had that that farce of a match, Roman Reigns defeating Sami Zayn to retain the the universal title, 16 seconds. And it's also pointing out when AEW came on, right after smacked that one off, FTR with Tully Blanchard defeated Petula Zero, Miedo, and Pac. In 18 minutes and 19 seconds. Yeah. One match on an hour long hour long show was longer than all the matches combined on the two hour show. Uh-huh. Because what shows which should show people that AEW is more concerned with the wrestling than they yes. are with the skits and the gaga and all that stuff. And that's all WWE is really concerned with. It's like two, it's two completely opposite ways of telling the story yeah because you have aw where if they have a skit mm-hmm. it's to support the wrestling in the ring it's exactly. to have a reason for the the wrestling yeah and wwe it's the wrestling is the reason for a skit and yep. they need to get off this entertainment kick and remember the wrestling part of it that's yeah, what, like Arne, it, like, like Arn Anderson has always said, it says wrestling on the marquee. Yes, it doesn't say entertainment. It doesn't say Hollywood. It says wrestling. Exactly, and that's why I encourage people go find the indie shows near you. Yeah, because and I guarantee you, there's more than one. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because there are so I, you look it up. There are so many independent companies right now. I mean, just within like an hour drive of me, there's at least three or four. And those are just the ones that um, I actually know about. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I mean, I mean, I will say, I mean, I am kind of uh, partial to the Northern Wrestling Federation just because, I mean, we've gotten to know those guys and girls. Right. And, right. and also, I mean, I've seen so many of their shows now that, uh, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, they put on a quality quality product and they remember it is wrestling yeah and yes they do have the stories that go along with it but they tell the stories in the ring and if they do have any kind of promos with the talking you know it is to add to the action in the ring 
Right. And somehow the WWE have they've lost their way. Yeah. And they're the only company that doesn't they're seriously, they're the only company that is more concerned about the outside stuff than what's going on in the ring. Right. Every other company you see, whatever skit that they have going on or whatever promo they have going on, it's either leading right into a match or it's building towards a big match. There's a purpose for everything they do. And it's like, I just, I, I don't understand WWE's thinking. And I've, I've kind of noticed that not everybody is happy about Brock Lesnar returning. No. You know, it used to be he would make his once a year, twice a year appearance. And most of the people, probably about 75, 80% of the people would be glad to see him. Well, that's starting to dwindle. I'd say it's probably less than half now because. Yeah, I mean, he got, you know, he got a decent pop on from what I saw on the clip from SmackDown. But like you said, it's not how it used to be when he'd make his return. Because people are just, I mean, it's the same thing. It's Brock takes a year off. Brock shows up. Brock is automatically inserted into the main event title scene. And forget everybody else that's been working all year. You know, forget the guys that have put in all this work. We're just going to let Brock, you know, go home for a year and hunt and fish and whatever else he does and then decide, oh, well, they're going to pay me enough money this time. I'm going to show up. And right. if they're going to, if you're, if they're throwing that kind of money at him, take the money. I'm not saying that because I would, I would, if they were giving it to oh, me. Oh, I've heard, you know, some guys, some actual wrestlers say, you know what? Brock Lesnar is the smartest man in wrestling because. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maximum but, pay for minimum effort. Yes. I mean, I, I can't get mad at somebody for that. I mean, I can't get mad at somebody wise, for. Yeah. yeah. Business wise, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But as a fan, it's like, can we get someone new in this position? Because it's like, we've seen this multiple times throughout the years Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Even though the dynamic has shifted between who's the face and who's the heel. You're still getting the same match. And even when Lesnar's a face, he's still kind of a heel. And when he's a heel, he's still kind of a face. I mean, the the audience is always very 50-50 on him. Yeah. And I think another reason why his return is not as popular now is because not long before he returned, they released something like 20 people. Since he's yeah. returned, they've released another 20 people. Yeah. You, I mean, you've got men and women losing their jobs seemingly on a bi-weekly basis with that company, but then Brock's making millions upon millions of dollars for a handful of TV appearances and a couple of pay-per-views. I mean, he wrestled, he wrestled the, you know, he was on TV leading up to Crown Jewel, wrestled Roman Reigns, got beat, and then vanished until now and then he's going to at the day one pay-per-view on new year's day which that I, I'm I have a feeling that it. that one's that one's going to flop i mean I, that I, one's going to flop because here's the thing it's new year's day mm -hmm. people are going to be watching football 
Mm-hmm. People are going to be hung over from the party in the night before. <laughs> People are going to have to go to work the next day. You know, they're not going to, you know, actually, no, because New Year's Day is on a Saturday. Yeah, New Year's Day is on but, a Saturday this year. But that's not going to work out either because it's a Saturday night and people are going to go out and do stuff and, you know, all that stuff. Plus, people have church on Sunday morning and they're not mm-hmm. going to want to stay up late and to watch the pay per view. And I just don't think it was a good idea to put it on New Year's Day. But Brock gets his shot at the, t- the Universal title again. And we all know he's not going to win the title. They're not ready to take, unless they are just completely unable to read the room and realize we need to ride this Roman Reigns train until the wheels fall off because this is where the money is. Yeah, nobody wants nobody wants to see the, the lumberjack Harry Krishna get no. the title again. Heel Roman with the title is where the money is. Brock is not the money. Brock is not the guy that's going to make you the money because he's not going to be there enough to make you the money. He's going to make all the money, but he ain't Mm -hmm. going to make you a lot of money. Uh, Last I saw, he was the second highest paid wrestler in the WWE behind Cena. Yep. Who was also, you know, less than a part-timer. Because I'll say Lesnar is less than a part-timer. Yeah. At least with Cena, I will give him his due. He came back to do the job for Roman. Mm-hmm. And then he left and went and started make started filming Peacemaker, which I will be watching when it's when it starts no. in January. And they had they also had Brock doing a promo, like his own promo. Yeah. And Brock's not, Brock's not a talker. No, he's not. He, and he, he's designed just to go up there and beat people up without saying a word and then leave it. Yeah. I've heard people. I've heard people say that he, uh, you know, people have said, "Oh, you know, Brock was actually a good talker. He didn't, you know, he's a better talker than people give him credit for." It. No, he's no, not. He's not. That's that's the chink in the armor, and and not everybody. There's nothing against him. There's not everybody can cut a promo. He's not a promo guy. Right. I, you know, I might catch some flack from this for. For listeners, but Chris Benoit was absolutely one of the finest technical wrestlers you will ever see. Oh, absolutely! You can't. I, I mean, despite but, despite what happened the last forty eight hours of his life, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he was an amazing technical wrestler. One of the best, like I said, one of the best I'd ever seen. Um, but he could not cut a promo. He was that was not his strong suit. Mm-mm. And if you notice, Bobby Lashley, his stock finally started rising once he stopped talking. Yeah. Because and now if he, he had everything. Talk, he keeps it short and sweet. He doesn't cut a long 10-minute scripted promo. He just says what he has to say and lets MVP do the heavy lifting. I'm going to have to call my sister back. <laughs> Uh, if I will text her right now and say, Dwaylon and I are doing uh, the podcast. Tell her I said hello. I will. Say, Dwaylon says hello. Okay. And uh, speaking of my sister, I sent her a link this weekend. 
Yeah, because we probably we probably should move on to the actual subject of the show. <laughs> yeah. I sent her a link this weekend and it is to our brand new merch store. That's right. Yeah. Yep. We are on T Public. And right now I will say just go search for armchair booking podcast. Here's the thing. You might find two different sites. They're both ours. One of them will be disappearing here soon. I totally forgot to, to uh, delete the second one. And just a quick story behind that one. I set up the shop, even had one of my coworkers. He bought a shirt because I sent the link just to try it out. And he got a shirt. And the very next morning, I got an email saying I had violated the terms and conditions and they had shut the site down. They, they never um, explained to me why um sorry i just got some bad news from my sister I'll, I'll tell you here in a second um yeah um they never actually explained why but uh, yeah but I emailed and i asked them hey why and right. at the same time i was setting up well a different shop right and then they reinstated the first one <laughs> so now we have two shops and i'm going to delete the second one but my coworker, he actually told me today that his shirt, uh, he got a notification, the shirt's on the way. Oh, okay, cool. Yep, yep. So it has, there are shirts, there are all sorts of shirts, actually. <laughs> you go on there and, uh, yeah. and I will say one of the things about the shirts for now, uh, we do have the one design, it's our logo that if you listen to the part, you see the logo. Uh, it, it's now, right now it's on a square black background. So whatever shirt you get is going to have that square black background behind it. But I'm working right now getting a transparent one. So whatever color shirt you want, it'll boom. And Dwaylon's wife, Hope, is also working on another logo for us. Yep. Yep. And, and so we're going to have multiple logos, but they have shirts. They have hoodies. They have phone cases. They have coffee mugs. They have notebooks. They, ha they have all sorts of stuff. And I was very, very glad to kind of stumble across this and and i will have to give credit and i will actually tag them and um and tell them the the bless their hearts slash true crime true crime cast podcast uh guys the two guys who run that one that's mm -hmm. where they just moved their merch store to oh okay yep, so okay. i checked it out and i was like huh i like this you know so uh i will include the link in the description you know so once you see that just go to it and you'll be able to uh, check out what we have and, and definitely buy something and, and give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah. So, and uh, we'll just go ahead and let you know, did, um, did you know Eric Black? He was a freshman when we were a senior. Yeah. 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 His dad passed away. That's what uh, my sister just, yeah. Uh, Cause actually his sister, Holly, she's Terrence's age as well. Right. So, yeah, that was, that was, that. yep. So, um, yeah, so that was the bad news. And so, I mean, I do have to go ahead and let you, let you know, cause I, I figured you might've known Eric. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, their family. So, Absolutely. um, yeah. Um, yeah, Mickey, he was, um, I want to say he was retired. Uh, he was at least a retired army master sergeant. He may have pinned on Sergeant major before he retired. Mm -hmm. uh, I know he was up for it. 
but you know super great guy you know all their family is um great so but i want to say um holly actually lives that close to you and i think she actually lives in paducah now so oh really yep okay yep so but um also to give our contact and listen info real quick because i don't think we've done this in a while <laughs> but <laughs> if you want to email us is armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on instagram at armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on twitter at booking armchair uh, we have a tiktok channel with absolutely no videos on it right now and you can find us on any kind of audio platform you can think of for podcasts if we're not on there let us know and we will do what we can to get us added and i will have to still say i don't know what the issue is with iHeartRadio. It's still not updating. Mm-hmm. So I think it has to do with like some of the descriptions because I've kind of looked at the last show that it uploaded and compared to the, the first show it didn't upload. Mm-hmm. And there's something to do with, with the HTML within like the show description. Oh, okay. And, and so I'm, I'm going to have to basically go and modify all the old episodes, but mm. uh, in case anybody wants to listen to them on iHeartRadio, but there's other options as well because uh, our good friend, Randy, your friend of the show, he actually told me he, he was trying, he was listening to iHeartRadio. He actually switched to Google Podcasts. Okay. Yeah, because okay. apparently Google Podcasts or Spotify, they seem to be some of the most popular ones. Oh, okay. And iHeartRadio, obviously, is also still pretty popular, but unfortunately, it's acting goofy. Yeah. And I even had their tech support, and they kind of threw up their hands. I don't know. We can't get it to, <laughs> to sync. And I'm like, well, that's the problem I have. Yeah. You know, so... Um. But so NXT War Games, uh, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good show. It was, like I said, I was going into it expecting a two match show, is what I was expecting. And it was actually, it wasn't perfect, but it was actually better than I was expecting it to be as a whole. I agree. I, I mean, it definitely had, um, it definitely had some good spots in it. And one of the things, the first things I, I noticed, um, and I haven't, I mean, I'll admit the last couple war games for NXT, I hadn't really watched, but I did like their structure because one of the things that they have is they have that metal kind of a bridge between the two rings. Yeah. If you look at some of the old, old war games, like the first one, any, any kind of time you had a match with, with two rings side by side back in the day, well, there was nothing like that. So you'd see guys get caught in between the yeah. rings. Yeah. You know, they're like breaking an ankle because they're going to step in. Oh, I mean, and they yeah. legitimately break an ankle. And, yeah. you know, so this one, they actually had that little metal bridge, which makes sense. Yeah. And then the shark cages, which were holding the. Yeah. You know, the, the, right, the teammates, I guess. Yeah. Um, and which almost made it look like elimination chamber in a way. But, you know, but I mean, obviously it wasn't. Um, and the, I don't think, I wish they would have put the shark cages a little closer to the ring. Before you know, they but, changed the, before they changed the set and everything to NXT 2.0, the old NXT, they had them at the, the top of the ramp when you, okay. like, they would come out and then, they'd go in their respective cages unless it was the person that was starting the match. Then they would go down and get inside the cage. But yeah, 
this one they had them up near the crowd, which I mean, I guess it's cool for crowd interaction, but it kind of slows the pace down when they're halfway up the building and got yeah. to come down <laughs> get in the cage. Yeah, like, all right, hold on. He's getting out the back of the truck now, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> he's, Let me he's make this jog down here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I would, I would have to throw some criticism in for the first match, the women's match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the action was kind of slow to start with, but then again, I'm th- I'm all, I was also thinking – you know there's going to be the, the two women who started you know they're going to be in there for at least what 20 minutes yeah a piece 20, 25 minutes yeah yeah you know so of course i mean they're not going to start guns ablazing and they're going to have to kind of set the pace a little bit they can't start out too fast uh but it's like okay it's kind of slow but then every single woman who came in the ring first thing they did they came down to the ring and they searched under the ring for, for weapons. their their yeah. weapon yeah and i even had this after a while i was like okay this is starting to look look like a video game yeah and so i mean i would though they didn't need to have that many weapons because they bring them in use it like once and then then it just kind of laid it down yeah and well it's like when uh when uh kaylee ray had the baseball bat and she brought it in and they used it for a few minutes and then never saw it again and uh who was it that brought in the skateboard? Core J. Core J. Yeah, okay. She brought in the skateboard. I don't remember her seeing her actually use it. Uh, she used it right when she got in. She used it on Dakota Kai. Okay. She hit her a few times with the skateboard and everything. And then, but that was about it for the skateboard after that. Yeah, because then that's when she, um, of course, later on, you know, she got to the top of the cage yeah. and did uh, it. It almost looked like an accidental swanton bomb, the way she came I think off. She was, I think that's what she, I think she was going for a swanton, but I don't. I feel like she didn't rotate just enough. Right. But I mean, it was still impressive. I mean, the oh, girl it was. Girl's tw- only twenty years old. Yeah. And one of the things that, I, well, that one I see. I, I said table spot off the cage, impressive, but could have ended badly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that it, rotation had been just a yeah. little bit the other way. It, yeah. yeah, because it looked like she waited too long to. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like she decided the last minute. Oh, I'm gonna do this, do the swanton. Yeah, and so I wonder if she actually did uh, separate her shoulder. I don't I mean, know. I haven't heard. I haven't seen any reports yet that it was whether it was legit or storyline. But I did like the spot where. Uh, Eo Shirai popped it, popped it back in. Yes, <laughs> so that's <laughs> what when I saw that I was like, well, maybe it's, yeah, you know, they're swerving us. And I also in my notes I said Eo Shirai is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I wrote about this match was good match. Should have taken more advantage of the two rings to have action simultaneously because what I noticed was. Everybody's in one ring. Yeah. And then they kind of move to the other ring. Yeah. They were they, going back and forth. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it, you could almost have, you know, two matches going on at once. I mean, that would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, and that actually came up later on as well in the men's match. Although yeah. later on, they did for a period of half. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. And. You know, so, I mean, like I said, good match. Uh, I, I'll actually all the women, they were 
all amazing because she was she kind of stood out. Yeah. Um, and the way they ended it with the girl with the separated shoulder just kind of huh, went over there and did a roll up yeah. real quick, and yeah. that was it. And I didn't think the match was too long, and I think it was too short. Like I said, it started out slow, but once everybody got in there, of course, then the action yeah. did pick up. So I think they did a good job. They made us. They made a new star with Cora Jade. Yeah. Yeah. I so I I totally agree with them giving her the pinfall because yep. you know she's the young talent. She needed that, and maybe this will you know push her into the title picture. Maybe they'll start a feud with her and. Mandy Rose over the women's title. And let's see the tag match. Um, as I was taking notes, I was also trying to eat, but um, <laughs> I like the tag match because they actually had some good actual wrestling moves. Yes. And it, it wasn't a lot of just high spots and it didn't look, it did not look choreographed. Yeah. Um, because unfortunately a lot of the tag matches anymore, they, um, they almost look like they just left a circus. Yeah, yeah. And this one didn't um, give me that feeling. I mean, it was some really good wrestling. Imperium is amazing. Uh, they're a fantastic tag team. We all know Kyle O'Reilly is an excellent tag team wrestler, as, as well as an excellent singles wrestler. But you could definitely tell Von Wagner was the weak link in this team, in this match. It's like... yeah. And I mean, I know he's young and I know he's just getting started, but I feel like that they are pushing him to the moon way too early. That I don't feel like he's quite ready for that yet. It's been stated that Vince McMahon has, has said that Von Wagner is a future WrestleMania main eventer. And it's, it's like, that's fine. They want to build him up towards that eventually, but they're kind of hot shotting him into things really quickly and i i don't think it's going to work out the way they think now that he was kyle o'reilly's tag team partner yeah okay yeah. They, they kind of turned on him at the very end of the match yes now from what i gather and i don't watch nxt a lot i uh, mainly because i'm i hate to say it i'm usually trying to catch up on sleep during that time yeah because um you know just reasons <laughs> but, <laughs> um but has that been kind of a story where Kyle O'Reilly can't keep partners? Uh, no, it's just like when he was with the Undisputed Era and then when that kind of ended, him and Adam Cole feuded. And then, uh, but that hasn't really been the story. It's just they kind of built it like he knew it was coming. He knew uh, Von Wagner was going to try to turn on him because they lost. But okay. uh, Kyle O'Reilly's contract is almost up. Oh, and okay. That is, that is where I saw the name before. Okay. You notice at the end, after he beat up Von Wagner, after the, the failed turn attempt, he threw up the undisputed error sign. Okay. And um, I'm thinking, Colorado, I'm thinking they booked a steel cage match for Tuesday on NXT between Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. I think Von, I think Kyle O'Reilly's going to put Von Wagner over, and I think that's going to be it for Kyle O'Reilly in WWE. And since he's NXT, he's got 30 days, and do not be surprised if he shows up in AEW to join Bobby Fish and Adam Cole. Of course, I mean, they, 
they can't call themselves Undisputed Era, but yeah, but that was the original Undisputed Era before Roderick Strong ended up joining later down the line. The original Undisputed Era was Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly. Even if they don't, even if they don't call themselves, you know, give themselves a name, you've got Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, who, as Red Dragon, was one of the best tag teams in the world. They won titles in Ring of Honor. They won titles in New Japan. They were fantastic. You have them and Adam Cole together, and it's going to be great. But I see Kyle O'Reilly leaving um, after this match on Tuesday. Well, some of the other notes I got on this match, I said Eichner, his moonsault was pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And then I said he is a more muscular ricochet. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, he was doing moves that you don't normally see a guy who's built like that do. Yeah. Plus, he's like extremely strong. I mean, oh, just, he looks like it. Yeah. And <laughs> when they started chanting NXT, NXT, I just had to put the question is, is the main roster the only wrestling organization that doesn't have fans chant the name of the company? Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Impact at some point probably did. Um, yeah. Ring of Honor Especially probably had. It was TNA. They chanted TNA. Yeah. Yep. And and Ren, I will say, you know, don't get caught up in that. Don't don't get so caught up in the the actual company that yeah. you're forgetting about the wrestlers themselves. Yeah. And you know, um, but yeah, but I can't see somebody chanting WWE, WWE, yeah. because I mean they're the, the they're still top dogs. I mean, yeah, um, they keep on. They won't be top dogs uh, when they forget to have wrestling on their wrestling show. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting when they're NXT, NXT. Okay, um, but yeah, then the hair match. I, I didn't think it was bad. Uh, I said good wrestling match, but more hair should have come off. Yeah, it it was a good match, but a dumb stipulation. I'm just not a fan of the hair versus hair match. Sometimes they work. I've seen them. I've seen them work before, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's like, well, I'm just going to cut a little bit of hair off, and then that's that's it. And it's like you're going to have a hair versus hair match. Somebody needs to get their head shaved. Yeah. And I mean, be like, be like Kurt Angle. Yeah, be Kurt Angle. Be Vince McMahon. Stick to the stipulation and get your head shaved. Be like Shaska Watley, Jimmy Valiant, and Paul Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a whole bunch of bald-headed geeks running around that, <laughs> back, back then, but but it's um, like the match just kind of. It's like it just kind of happened. It's like the build-up was just Cameron Grimes beat. Uh, What's his name? Duke. Uh, let me look. So I forgot his last name. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to say Duke Ellington, but I know the name. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Duke Hudson. Yeah. Uh, he beat him in a poker game. So he power bombs him to the table and then cuts off some of his beard and his hair. And that's how we get to the hair versus hair match. And apparently he must have shaved some of his chest hair too because. Yeah. I mean, he do look like a wildebeest before. Yeah. <laughs> and now, I mean, he's kind of uh, trimmed that up. And 
and also Cameron Grimes when he had the really long hair and he and he had the top hat. For some reason, I could picture him singing like um, the saliva song, "Ladies and Gentlemen." Yeah, you know, with the yeah. top hat, "Ladies and Gentlemen, please." Yeah. You know, I, which, by the way, that's actually a cool song. If I had that my, song. I'm telling you right now, that'd be my entrance music to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, Cameron Grimes. I also have to throw this in there: Northern North Carolina native. Yep. Um, yep. They they say he was born in Cameron, North Carolina. And I, although I will throw the flag on that one, nobody's born in Cameron. There is nowhere yeah. to, to be born in Cameron. He was probably born in Pinehurst or Southern Pines. Yeah. Uh, possibly Sanford. But anyway, that's another story. But yeah, and when he sh- and when they shaved his head, it was just, okay, all right, you're done. Yeah, he cut one little strip and then it was like, that's was it. Like, Dude, what? That, no. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the biggest disappointments of WrestleMania 3 was when you know, Adrian Adonis yeah. got his hair cut by Brutus the Barber, and he yeah. cut just a little bit of it, and then he turned around and saw himself in the mirror and said, what the F, and then punched the mirror, which I always thought that was kind of goofy. But the next time he showed up on TV, all of a sudden his head was shaved. Yeah. And it's it's like, like, um, that's, that's that, not what happened. Yeah, that didn't happen at WrestleMania. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, yes, WrestleMania three had one of the greatest matches of all time steamboat and savage it also had one of the uh, the biggest audiences of all time because of hulk and andre however <laughs> the entire card was besides you know just the one match being awesome the next match being a, a great spectacle the rest of yeah. the card was not that great <laughs> no it was a, it was definitely a two-match card oh yeah yeah and King Hulk, i mean really that's who that's what everybody remembers about wrestlemania three is Steamboat Savage, Hogan Andre, and the attendance. That's, yep. all, that's what everybody remembers. And that and King Kong Bundy elbow dropping Little Beaver and yeah, in his yeah. career. That wasn't supposed to happen, but unfortunately it did. Uh, but the cruiserweight match, um, I liked Roderick Strong. Yeah. Um, I thought this, I, I kind of figured out the stipulation was a little goofy about they waived the requirement for cruiserweight. Cause I'm looking at the other guy going, that dude ain't a cruiserweight. I'm more yeah. of a cruiserweight than he is. Yeah. Cause the, the cruiserweight limit is you have to be 205 pounds or less. And uh, yeah, they waived it for that match because Joe Gacy's character is all about, you know, being include everybody being inclusive and he said that the which i like the story he said that the cruiserweight title was um not inclusive of bigger people and it needed to be more of an open weight type thing which rumor has it that wwe is thinking about getting rid of the the cruiserweight championship they may have something like the never open weight championship that new japan has where anybody kind of like how the x division title is where it's not so much about the weight the the size or you know there's no weight limits or anything like that but uh i thought the match was good i like joe gacy's character i mean it's a complete shift the what he was on the indies he was big burly monster on the indies and uh now he's doing this creepy positivity type thing but he's <laughs> I, I was i was kind of i was a little worried it wasn't going to work but he's 
shows his talent. He's making that work. And yeah, I mean, I I did like the match. Yeah. And and I'll have to kind of familiarize myself with the Diamond Mine. Yeah. And and who was the guy with Gacy? That is um, his. The name that they gave him is Harlan. Uh, his name is his real name. Let me look him up real quick because everybody was saying when he first came in that. I mean, he even looked like Brock Lesnar. They were saying that he was okay. like the the next Brock Lesnar. And then he's Parker Boudreaux. He um, he's a football former University of Central Florida football player. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> that's kind of funny actually because they have a UCF football player now to go with their UCF basketball player. Yep, and uh, but Vince McMahon, yeah, he looked a lot like Brock Lesnar until they moved him to NXT and shaved his head and put him in a Michael Myers jumpsuit and all this stuff. So I don't, he's yet to wrestle on NXT TV. He really just stands in the crowd or comes out with Joe Gacy. So he just grunts and drools and that's it? Pretty much. Oh, okay. Well, he just stands, he just stands there looking scary. That's well, I mean, Nikita did that for a while. Big yeah. boss man, you know, big Bubba Rogers did that for a while. Yeah. You know, and they got over. But you know, it's a good match. Now the diamond mine, who's the black dude is with him? Uh that's Mike, that's um Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm He's, Bivens. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's actually kind of funny. I'm gonna have to go look. Have you ever seen the movie Another 48 Hours? Uh-huh. You remember the guy, he's uh, working for the Iceman, but he's the one soliciting all the bikers to try to... The guy with the, gl- the, guy with the glasses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's who he reminded me of. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think his name in the movie may have been Malcolm. I'm going to go look that up right now. <laughs> um, and, and if he wasn't named Malcolm, actually, I think one of the other bikers was named Malcolm. But uh, let me see. another. 48 hours i saw that movie in the theater i didn't realize how old it, i saw that in theater 1990 I, I honestly i'm probably in the minority but i actually prefer another 48 hours to the original oh no i agree with you um and i like 48 hours but uh, it's it's okay but it's for me it's kind of like beverly hills cop versus beverly hills cop 2 right. I, I much prefer beverly hills cop 2 and then Beverly Hills Cop 3, I don't prefer that one at all. Oh, my God. I prefer they throw it away and act like it yes. Now, it did have some funny moments in there, like when the, uh, especially like the Walt Disney kind of character, you know, he'd, um, yeah. and Eddie Murphy's right. Now, you hold on, Uncle Dave. Yeah. <laughs> that part was funny. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the guy was, name was Tyrone Burroughs in the movie. Oh, okay. Malcolm Price was the older biker. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but that's who the, you know, when I saw the guy, I was like, I was waiting for them to just say his name and they never did. That's why I had to ask you who it was. But yeah, that's who he reminded me of <laughs> for some reason. He just looked like him. So, um, but anyway, yep. Yeah. Everybody go watch another 48 hours. Yes. Uh, very good movie. And, and like Dwayne said, I mean, I actually prefer it over um, the first one. And maybe because the first one, 
or it seemed dated a couple years even after it came out so yeah that's how beverly hills that's how the first beverly hills cop was for me it felt kind of dated like pretty quickly after it came out but like the second one is still i watched it a few weeks ago it still holds up there. Yeah, yeah i wasn't always a cop yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm a fraction i'm a fraction of the occasional wall <laughs> um yeah so the final match, and this is the one that I literally finished watching about 15 minutes before we started recording. And you know, so thankfully I was able to finally watch it because I was even texting Joel one day going, if I can't watch this, we're going to have to figure out some kind of audible. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Gargano, is he leaving? I don't know. I know unless he is signed and just they're keeping it under wraps. Last night was his final match under contract. He signed an extension to get through war games. And then that was supposed to be it. But he's supposed to be on NXT TV on two, tomorrow night saying that he's going to explain everything because they had a, he did a little interview with the crowd after war games went off the air and uh, said that he would explain everything to the, you know, to the fans on Tuesday. I'm, I was watching uh, What Culture News this morning, and they were saying that, that just from watching that, that they feel like that he is probably re-signed, and I would have to agree, um, especially because his wife is there, and she's on maternity leave. And whenever, now, whenever you're out for an injury, maternity leave, anything, WWE adds the time that you missed onto the end of your contract. Okay. So I'm thinking that he's staying because one, how are they going to book my wife if I leave and go to the competition? Right. Two, I'll just, you know, he could just be, he could re-sign a short-term deal stay until Candace's contract is up and then they both leave. Well, um, this match, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I did feel like it started running a little long after a while. It did, but it absolutely made Ron Breaker. Oh, yes, it did. And like you know, they, they kind of positioned him as a face at first until he started feuding with Champa. And so then they kind of positioned him as the heel. That works. I think that works for Braun Breaker is him being a heel. Because anybody who knows anything about wrestling knows that that is his uncle, Scott Steiner. That is his voice coming mm-hmm. out of that face. He has his father's face and his uncle's voice. And it is the perfect combination of the two because the dude has those Steiner skills. I don't know what is in that gene pool, but it is fantastic. And did you notice that when he did the Frankensteiner, they called it a Frankensteiner? Yeah. yeah. It was not a Hurricane Rana. Yeah. They called it a Frankensteiner. And I'm wondering if Vince may have been, well, Vince, he probably doesn't even attend the NXT shows. Or does he? He probably doesn't. I know him and Bruce Pritchard are supposed to, like, I've heard Shawn Michaels is running NXT in Triple H's absence, but I'm sure Shawn is having to report to Vince and Bruce Pritchard, you know, 
to get final say on anything. But um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Vince does not attend the tapings or the pay per view or whatever, which is their War Games was their first actual pay per view. Usually they do. It used to be they had takeover events that they right. had on the network or on Peacock. Like the Saturday and, before. Yeah, the Saturday the- before a main roster pay per view, and uh, I guess it's I guess it's good for that that in a, that new NXT roster that they did get their own pay per view last night. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought everybody did a fantastic job. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is one to watch. He is, uh, he's doing some excellent work, uh, especially since he turned heel and won the North American title. Mm -hmm. If I had one complaint about the match, other than it did go a little long, having LA Knight in there, I like LA Knight. I liked him when he was Eli Drake in Impact Wrestling. But having him in there as a NXT veteran was did make sense because he's only been there. I think I read somewhere he's been there six months longer than most of the guys that were on the other side that were hmm. the opponents. So it's like you've got Champa, you've got Pete Dunn, and you've got uh, Gargano have all been there for years and then you've got la knight who has been there 10 months maybe i liked watching la knight i did like um who'd you say the north american champion carmelo hayes if they would have left him and gargano in there just for them having a match i would i would have been happy because they they i mean they were just they were putting on a great show they really were and when waller came in there um i actually didn't put in my notes he's a potential potential physical specimen because he was doing some strongman type moves yeah but then later on they were kind of making him out almost like to be a joke in a way yeah yeah it's like i i feel like they don't know where they want to go with his character yet and it's like are we going to make him legit or we're going to make him comedy relief i have a feeling he's going to get stuck in the mid card just yeah um then having Pete Dunn kind of break Waller's fingers along the, the fence. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay. I did like, the, I thought I even put in there. So it, that was an interesting swerve with the locked door. Yes. With Tony D'Angelo locked the door. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and then when Loomis came out from under the ring, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. it's like, huh. Um, but I liked how they had trick Williams outside the ring throwing stuff in yeah instead of like you said in the women's match everybody came out and grabbed something of their choice like you said like it was on the wheel on the the old smackdown games where you (laughs) but uh in this one it served a purpose you've got the outside guy feeding them weapons right you know and that made sense but braun breaker when he speared champa through that table that, that whole table just blew up yeah. I mean, he just exploded, and and, uh, and him press slamming people, and yeah, it's like yeah, he's definitely a Steiner. Yeah, I and, like the I like the press into the slam. That's yes, yeah, that's a that's a Scott Steiner move right there. I've seen Scott do that. I've seen Rick do it a few times, but that right. was a, a bread and butter Scott Steiner move. And part of the the stuff even with this match 
that I was, it, it almost seemed like the same criticism I had with the women's match mm-hmm. was they had so much action taking place in this ring. Okay, now yeah. let's move over to this ring. Okay, yeah. now let's move back. Okay, now let's move. Okay, we're going to move over here. You, you two guys, y'all rest over there. You know, kind of like the, the issues I have with triple threat matches. Yes. You know, Somebody's where it's like, always out on the floor taking a breather. Right. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah, I, and I, that irritates me. Yeah. You know, especially when it's like fatal four ways. Yeah. When you could have two separate fights going on at the same time, yeah. but they don't do that. And, you know, so that's why I say make them elimination matches anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what was always great about uh, ECW is because they always did that. It yeah. was elim- if you had multi-man matches, it was an elimination match. And, you know, so, WWE, I didn't know this until recently because Jim Ross has actually talked about it. When they first started doing triple threat matches, that's what they did. They were elimination matches. Yep, yep. And then somebody complained. Yeah, somebody complained. Somebody complained because it made the matches too long. So they were having to cut other matches to accommodate for two falls instead of one. So they got rid of, they quit doing the elimination and just did, you know, basically sudden death. Whoever catches the first fall or submission gets it. And it's like, but then you have those lags in the match to where you either got a brawl on the floor and then two guys get in while somebody gets gets a rest. Mm-hmm. Or you've just got a big cluster in the ring. Right. And they say, well, the, the triple threat matches, there's no disqualification, no count out. And that also goes against. Yeah. You know, it, it's too, it's, and it's almost a way, well, a lot, and I know I'm not the only person to say this because, you know, Ross even said it uh, not so long ago on his podcast. He said it's a way for the champion to lose their title without actually getting beat. Yep. Especially if it's a guy who is good at playing politics and can be like, I'll agree, I'll agree to drop the title, but I'm not going to take the fall. So right. so-and-so can take the fall which gives me an instant rematch because I didn't get beat. Right. And it, you know, I think prime example was WrestleMania 32 or 30, which one was it where they were in um, California and Rollins cashed in? Uh, The 30 was New Orleans. Maybe it was 31 then. 31. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, because that's one of the only times I've ever actually made a, a wild prediction like a month ahead of time, and it actually came true. <laughs> but because I said Ronald's going to cash in, yeah. But your predictions for uh, Survivor Series were better than that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you said Kevin Owens going to walk out, and then he did. Yeah, <laughs> almost going to win the better. He's another one that I think he's leaving when his contract is up. I oh, think I think so. Is- you, you could you could tell he's he's not happy. Yeah, and I think this world title match that they're giving him at the day one pay-per-view, I think this is just them trying to throw him a bone to see if he'll if that it'll convince them to re-sign. But I don't see him re-signing. I think he's gonna leave. I think he'll leave. I think Sami Zayn eventually will leave because oh, yeah. he's he's gonna get tired of being treated like cannon fodder. Yep. And I'm well, I just looked over and and I have Raw on, and they're doing the Miz TV thing, and Edge is on there. 
Edge, dude, seriously, we love you as a wrestler, but you do need to just go ahead and call it a day. You don't yeah. have any, you have nothing left to prove. Yeah. Plus, it's another one of those things. You let all these people go, but then you got another guy who wrestles, you know, two or three matches a year. And gets hurt. Since his, since his comeback and gets hurt or needs needs recuperation time after his last big match, like Hell in a Cell. He wrestled Hell in a Cell at Crown Jewel. Hasn't wrestled since. Just come back to Raw because he got drafted to Raw. Just came back to Raw last week. So now he's in a program with the Miz. And it's like, you, that's that's the thing about taking somebody's spot. That's what the Edges and the Goldbergs and the Brock Lesnar's are doing. They're taking people's spots. And Miz, and I like Miz. I know a lot of people don't, but I actually do. I like the Miz. And he was he just came back from being on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, he took off for two or three months to do Dancing with the Stars. And it's like, I get these wrestlers are trying to do other things because you can't wrestle forever. And I understand that. But it's like, you shouldn't be able to leave for two or three months, do a reality show, come back, and get put in a high-level feud with a Hall of Famer. On the same token, you shouldn't be able to be less than a part-timer and wrestle a couple of times a year between injuries and come back into a high-level feud. Right. When all of you are just stepping over people who work this schedule all the time. I'm going to have to look and see when the Miz left to go do Dance with the Stars. And then, of course, he came back, what, last week, two weeks ago? Last week, he came back. It Think was about right after um, he, he left. Uh, whenever he turned on John Morrison, that was, his, that was the last time that he was on WWE TV until, <coughs> excuse me, until he came back last week. Well, I'm pretty sure you know he walked in the locker room and said, Where's everybody? Where's, yeah. where's John? Where's John? Yeah. What he was he was a yoga guy and then they just let him go? Yep. He went from Johnny Drift Drift, <laughs> which was just dumb, to yeah. uh he was doing a yoga shaman type thing and then then he got let go. Yeah, it's like, where's Naya? Gone. Yeah. She's well, actually she, going, going by her real name now. Yeah, because she has said that it is highly unlikely that she will wrestle again. I don't think she was happy. She was at one point, but I think she'd hit the point she was no longer happy doing it. And then when you're when you're not happy doing whatever your job is, it's yeah. time to find a different one. So, uh, but anyway, so uh, one last thing I will say about the very last match, they had the obligatory suplex power slam or um, oh, the uh, power, power bombs. Yeah. Yeah. They had the obligatory spot for that. And I'm just, I just kind of groan whenever I see that. I do too, because it's, it's so overused and it's like, just because there's a, just because you've got a bunch of people in the corner does not mean you have to do that every single time. Right. 
a hundred other things you could have done besides the Tower of Doom spot. Right. And one thing though, the nice thing about it being with the cages, we didn't we didn't have the obligatory everybody huddled up right in the same spot outside the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have that, thankfully. Yep. So uh so Dwayne, like I said before, we it looks like we have an interview scheduled for Thursday. And then we have another potential interview coming up. And I talked to three other people about doing interviews. This offered an NWF. So uh, we have those to look forward to. Cool. And, you know, in the meantime, we're also going to have to think of other wrestling things too, because that's one of the things about when we have interviews, we love doing interviews. And because we have, uh, we have had zero bad interviews. Right. Every one of them has been great. Yep. So, uh, but then we start to forget what were our subjects going to be <laughs> uh, because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, Joel and I, we actually come up with ideas, but we've also kind of been like, okay, the interviews will almost take priority because we're working around their schedule. Right. You know, so we give them, you know, the benefits. So we know um, we don't know when we'd be able to get them on again. Yeah. You know, but we're both been contacting more people to to try to come on the show and if you know of any wrestlers it doesn't matter if we know them or not we can get to know them because we've actually had a couple people on there that we have never met before in real life yep we met them through other people and the interviews have all been great yeah and so we're very fortunate and like one of them actually said matthew mims he said the wrestling world is very small he said Mm -hmm. everybody kind of knows everybody yeah and thankfully, from what I can tell, it, it sounds like we've actually garnered a pretty good reputation. I feel like we have, yeah. Yep. So uh, I'm very thankful for everybody who's actually contacted us wanting to do interviews. Yeah. And because that makes both Dwayne and I feel pretty good. Yeah. You know, so it sounds like we're doing something right. So, um, But in the meantime, everybody, we don't want to feel like we're just slamming WWE because... I mean, it is a big company. We just feel like right now they could be doing better. Yeah. And, but yeah, definitely watch. If you're a wrestling fan, then you will at least keep up with it and you'll watch AEW and you'll watch Impact and you'll watch all the indies. You'll watch <clears throat> wrestling, not just one right. brand and that's all. Uh, the Ring of Honor uh, final battle, end of an era, is this Saturday. So that <laughs> should be an amazing show because I feel like everybody's going to go. For you know, potential future, this is it for Ring of Honor. So I think everybody's going to go all out. Yeah, unless some kind of miracle happens. I mean, I think they'll be done. Of course, you never know. You yeah. may have another rock star coming by it, like the NWA. Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah I mean, because it's amazing how the wrestling fans have come out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know, so, but until our next show, my friend, we will, I'll be talking with you and God bless. God bless, man.